recording. This might actually be part of this. All right. So, hey, this is the first episode of Talking About Us. This is a brand new podcast. We honestly don't know what all is going to come from it, but the thing for this year is finding our voice. Mm. Finding our voice. My name is Kimberly Braswell, and I'm sitting here with... Devon Croxton. Nice to meet you. Yeah, and... We're about to start what's going to be essentially a couple months, maybe almost a year of a conversation where we're going to be really digging into BIPOC community, particularly black people, finding our voices. So we're going to have different kinds of topics and ways of figuring out what this looks like. But first things first, Mm. because this is really a family kind of thing, right? It's a family house business kind of thing. We should also say, too, this was not the original name of the podcast. Tell them the original names we were shooting for. Right. There was a long list. But then the short list, when we thought we had arrived at the name, we're like, boom, we got it. House business is where we got to. We had some other ones, too. But we thought it was going to be house business. But then when we started thinking about what it would look like when you tell someone it's house business, it started sounding like it might be a powerful real estate show. Right. We said, that's not going to work. So we got to talking about us because it's going to be us talking about us. Mm-hmm. What happens when you get down at the kitchen table or the family room or the whatever, and it's a conversation that you have to have in private because it's not the one you have in front of everybody. Yes. This does not leave the house. We're talking about this amongst family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where do you think this thing comes from with black people? Where it's like, this is our business. This don't leave the house. Why do you think that's a thing? I think it comes down to exclusivity i think society doesn't accept a lot of the things that we talk about so you kind of have to almost put on a mask put on a face when you go out to society so it's like hey we don't air out our business we're very private people Mm -hmm. that whole air out our business thing yeah right and so i think one of the things we should put in front right now is that we are trying to do as little if possible no code switching on the show Which is, yeah, which is difficult. That's going to be a whole thing. Yes. I didn't even think about it like that. Right. So this means then, Devon, if that's your real name. (laughs) It is. It is. On today, your government name, right? You could have a whole life that we wouldn't know about and you get to be this other person, Mm. right? But you get to be who you really are on the show and then go back to who they think you are. When you cover the license plate and do whatever you do in the dark. I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. But, nephew, tell the people where you're from. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Proud. Born and raised. I have a question for you. Really a clarifying two-piecer here. I'm saying two-piece. It might not be a two-piece. It might be a six-piece and a biscuit. I don't know. Mm. Are you familiar with It's So Cold in the D? Absolutely. Can you sing a piece of that for me? Well, I don't have the voice for it, but it's so cold in the D. It's so cold in the D. I'm going to stop right there for okay. the sake of the audience. Right. Because we don't know. <laughs> and then the next lyric goes into another place. Right. Exactly. But they do ask, and it's a poignant question, how the bleep mm-hmm. are we supposed to get peace? Because it's so, so cold, cold in the D. So it's so cold in the D. Is it that cold in the D? Literally and figuratively. It's cold in Yeah, the like it's uh, always 10 degrees colder than here in Ohio, so I feel like I upgraded as far as weather. Okay, okay. Um, and it can be unforgiving, you know, when it comes to, like, the streets and society, mm-hmm. even business-wise. So, right. gotta watch I, your back. I'm just kind of curious, because we're getting a more refined mm-hmm. government name 
Devon. Oh, yeah. 2.0. Right. And I also just want to clarify for the people out there, this isn't just a regular Devon. No, no, no. This is Cousin Devon spells it with a G-H. And he got an X in his last name. Black people don't have X's in our last name, but you do. Yes. C-R-O-X-T-O-N. He like French black by way of Detroit. True. Which is... Not normal. And maybe not French. <laughs> or maybe it's I a, need to do an Ancestry.com. I need to Ooh, wouldn't that be DNA. interesting? Mm-hmm. I right? need to do it. Because, you know, we just make everybody family. Yeah. We mess around and end up being like, oh, my God, I'm for real your auntie. Yeah. We talk, like, two times, and we're family now. Basically. Like, and it's done. And if it needs to go down. I, can, I know who to call. Boom. <laughs> right? As one of the people who may or may not be in the room says to me sometimes, we just need a picture and an address. Easy. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so here's what I want to know and what maybe the future people might want to know. Is there a version of Devon that existed before you were Devon? Like a little nickname? Was there a little D? Is there or were you always like a two syllable Devon? And did you ever get into some gangster stuff in your Detroit life? Or were you just always like an upstanding individual such as yourself? I mean, tell mm-hmm. the little people right now. Just give us a snapshot. You're, you're schooling. Yeah. Um, any affiliations with any particular organizations? Uh, Alpha Phi Alpha. Now, I am in a fraternity now. Um, but going back to my childhood, uh, as far as nicknames, my auntie used to call me Vonster. 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 Can like we just, monster. Can we just hold <laughs> the whole room for a second? Because I just want to clarify, because I'm not sure if everyone heard this. Did you say? <laughs> say it slow. Vonster. Yes. The monster. No, not the, ex- the extra part. It was just kind of an explanation of how I got the name. Okay. But it was just Vonster. But it kind of goes together. Absolutely. So we're listening. Absolutely. She got the name from me being uh, in a car seat. Um, and I would flip over. I was strong enough to flip over the car seat. And I would crawl with it, the car seat attached to my back, terrorizing the whole place. Baby Debo. Baby Debo. Wow. And so you had this life behind you where you're tearing the club up with the car seat strapped Mm -hmm. to you, which I need pictures now. So we're going to need to do that. I'm going to ask her to dig them up. I would appreciate that. (laughs) And I feel like now the way you're describing it, I kind of feel like you're one of those babies. And I know they exist. You know, when you see baby and the baby almost got a little mustache already. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Is that you? No, no, no. This is new. I can show you baby pictures. This is new. This is new. This is all. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I shaved it down too. Oh, to kind of just do the whole, I'm a. The clean look, you know. Right. Because right. you're going for something now. Mm-hmm. You've left Vonster the monster behind you. Yes. And we've got this new version who's like, where'd you go to school? What'd you study? Mm-hmm. What, t- tell us. Uh, so uh, for undergrad, or you want me to go back to like Do K-12? all of, do, <laughs> take us back. Did you cut somebody on the playground? That's what the people really want to know. Did you get in fights? Did you punch Keisha in the stomach? Did you interrupt the double dutch game? That's what I need to know. Latrice, did you do it? No, no. Shakitiante, did you go with her or not? Did you give her annihilators or not? I sold them to her. Bam. I used to sell candy. Boom. Gotcha. Okay, so K-12 public schools. I did in high school. Oh my goodness. See, this is the thing. This is my problem with you, nephew. Mm -hmm. This and we just gonna put this out now. You be trying to come up on here. I'm being nice, but not for real, right? You try to come up on here. You got the little jacket. By the way, this is really nice. So I do want to know 
where this came from. We can get some matching ones of these. This is really nice. One of my favorites. Right. Clean. He got the clean watch, y'all. Right. The edge. The, 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 you did the thin shave and everything. Right. But now it's coming out. We dragging baby seats. <laughs> right. We dragging baby seats. You selling illegal candy. Yeah. Right. Probably for profit. Of course. Oh, absolutely. On the profit. cold streets of the D. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then you're you're Vonster mm -hmm. with the hookup for the cherry clans. For the cherry clans? The cherry clans. Y'all have the cherry clans? And the lemon heads? What kind of candy lemon are you selling? I, I ain't really like the cherry ones. Okay. I stay with the lemon heads wow. and all laters. You know, where you can get four items for a dollar. That was me. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Did you just specialize in the now later situation or did we go somewhere else with it or? My specialty was hot Cheetos, Snickers and Twix. So chocolate and uh, hot Cheetos, which are addictive in the black community for some reason. Everybody loves. I just, I just. Hot Cheetos, mm -hmm. Snickers, mm -hmm. Twix. Yeah. Do you want to know how my operation got shut down? Because I still hurt from this to this day. I think we need to know. Because I had operation. a whole operation going, making good money. I need to know this. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you have people selling for you? I was almost at that point. Okay. I was almost at that point. You know, to you get to distribution. Kind of a Nino Brown. A bit and then, C and B, we all we got kind of. Okay. I need to know how this. How old were you? 16 and 17. Oh, is my God. junior and senior year of high school. Were you in National Honor Society? Actually, I was. National Honor Society, getting mm -hmm. the books done. Mm -hmm. And on the side, how are we going to get the J's? We're going to sell this candy. We're going to sell the candy. Boom. How did the operation get shut down? So, uh, my school I'm had metal detectors. I'm already a little bit disappointed. About the operation get shut down? I'm just, I don't know what's happening here. I don't even know where we've gone. Because <laughs> I know you're sitting here with the polo jacket as a scholar and mm -hmm. a gentleman. Shout out to my grandfather. Bam. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as far as the candy selling situation, I, I come to school one day, got the metal detectors going. I would stash the goods in a lunchbox, but the lunchbox had like six different compartments, right? Normally, they never check the lunchbox because it's like, oh, he's just packing his own lunch. They check your backpack. You don't have any metal on you. You're good to go. Can the peanut gallery ask a question? Of course. Go ahead. So you're in high school mm -hmm. with a lunchbox. Yeah. Nobody thought anything about this. Nobody. You're in Detroit. Yeah. A 16-year-old, mm -hmm. grown-ass man almost, mm -hmm. with a lunchbox. It wasn't a cartoon one, if that's what you're imagining. It's okay. just regular, like, you know, oh. like hospital lunchbox. Okay. Okay. Like a... Okay. Discreet. It's discreet. Right. So it's not like Transformers, some sweet stuff. It's yeah. just regular. Yeah. Proceed. That would have been too obvious. That's the only thing. Boom. Got you. All right. This one day, uh, the security guard decides to... Um, like pick it up and pass it through the scanner. He's like, wow, it feels a little heavy. Like what you eating as a joke, right? And he opens it up and it's just hot Cheetos stashed <laughs> like 50 bags. Right. And then like a bunch of candy bars wait, stacked up. Wait, nephew, wait, how big, what's the dimensions of this lunchbox? How much upper, oh my God, it's this like is a, you using the baby Depot strength. Of course. To, so you never let this go. So we didn't drop this. You're no, still no. dragging car seats. You just switched out the car seat for the lunchbox. Exactly. You With 1,700 it. bags. <laughs> got like a... Okay. So he opens it up and he's like, why do you have all of this stuff? And I was like, oh, like, you know, like it's for my lunch. He's like, you're not eating 20 bags of hot Cheetos and 
30 bars of Twix for lunch. So I was like, I just kind of froze up. I didn't know what to say. He takes it into the security guard office. They dump it on the table. All the security guards eat my stuff in front of me. They make me watch. They make me watch. He's like, oh, he got the good stuff. Open it up, eat right in front of me. You know what? Let's pause for a quick social justice commercial break. Mm. Okay. I gotta take a sip today. Right? This is what we're talking about. This is how it goes wrong. We talk about school to prison pipeline. Yeah, that's right? how it Mass incarceration, 13th, right? The, pr the, pro the problem, the corruption inside of prisons. And it starts here. They take the contraband. Mm -hmm. They don't put nothing on your books. Of course not. And they eat the stash yep. in your face. Because yeah. when they can't tax it or get a cut, Boom. then it's a problem. Boom. Do you see? Did you see that? Mm -hmm. Right? At a young age, I saw it. And you already see the system unfolding. And I'm scared to ask this. Nephew. Auntie. Were they black? They were. Oh. You're killing your own people. Yeah. I'm like, you know the hustle. Like, why would you? Dude, like, I can, you could have cut him on the price. Yeah. You want some now laters? You want some, I can get you banana. Nobody wants the banana now laters. Yeah, I never buy those. That's like a waste of money. Some, I mean, <laughs> no one should want the banana. What's pineapple. Okay. Pineapple. Okay. You got to get okay. the pineapple. Right. Now laters. Yeah? Yeah. Apple. I mean, Pineapple, apple, cherry. Okay, boom. Okay. We on the same page. Right. So they eat the stash. Tear what are you up. feeling inside? Let's go. And we have a clinician in here, so I don't want to get too deep in this because I don't want to step on the toes of the clinician that's in the house right now in the family meeting. However, comma, what are you feeling inside, right, when they're eating your Cheetos? Put us in the room, nephew. Is it a tiny room? Are these? It's almost like an interrogation room. Boom. You ever like watch those shows? Yes. It's yes. like the glass mirror. Right. And you got the table. Right. And they just. And learning's supposed to be happening. Of course. But we up in the room and you eating Cheetos in my face. Yeah. And I'm trying like, to be a my black first man. Period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Learn, grow, <laughs> evolve, advance, uplift your community. One bag of hot Cheetos at a time. Mm -hmm. They won't let it happen. No. And like I said, it's just because it wasn't. They couldn't tax it. They had their own store within right. the school. Boom. They want you to go there. No. But here's the catch. It's overpriced. You trying to offer the people what the people need. Exactly. At the rates the people can afford. Yep. And they're taking they advantage that. of it. They say no. Of no. course not. This is what we're talking about. This is why we can't always get ahead as a people. Right? Because you're coming in. You busting up the system. Mm -hmm. When a young black man trying to stand up on his own two feet. Yeah. Trying to make something of himself. By my own bootstraps. Boom. For the community. <laughs> this is where it starts. Imagine young Devon, y'all's cousin, my nephew, trying to find his voice in a cold and lonely world set in the D. You know how cold it is in the D. You can't get peace there. You bring in some nihilators? Mm -hmm. Snickers? Yes. And... And instead of standing up to the system, right? And this, you could not get eat all this. And the tear, I could imagine it didn't fall, but imagine that tear just that. It like watered up, boom. but didn't drop. It but didn't you drop. felt, did you yeah. feel it like yeah. the bedewing of yeah. the eyeballs and like it could have cut down? Mm -hmm. It didn't, but you sucked the tear back up in your right. eye, right? Mm 
that black man thug tier wanted to fall down, you see them eating your product. Because you know how black folks do. They're going to eat it. They're going to look at you, laugh, and talk about you at the same time. So it's like a... Right. It was a trifecta. There was a lot going on. And then you know what else, too, I'm thinking? Mm -hmm. We're trying to empower the youth. And you got the rest of the day in the school building that these men got hot Cheetos fingers the rest of the day smell like stinky Cheetos snatching up kids the rest of the day who are trying to learn. Mm -hmm. And you go home with no product. They had at least a week's worth of oh. snacks. It was like at least, at least a week's worth of snacks. How did that change you? You know? It taught me to adapt to the system. And it's unfortunate, but it, it teaches you either to be a little bit more sneaky or strategic in your approach. Yeah. Or to figure out, hey, I got to do something different. You know? I just have a question and I almost don't want to know because I feel like I'm not supposed to ask this just based on the snitching rules. How did you get all this product? I saved up and bought it myself. And what you may not see, friends out there, is I know what he said. I know what the transcripts will say. But that's not what his face said. And so I know, because I know family, to mm -hmm. leave that right there. Yeah, we're just going to leave it right there on the table. Boom. Cool. He saved us some money. There it is. All right. I still want to sing It's So Cold in the D. I mean. We can do that next episode. Because there's a whole, I don't know. It's a song. It, well, I know. And the video. <gasps> Nephew, we could remake the It's So Cold in the D video. We do like an on location talking about us. And then. Boom. <laughs> and we just walking through the D and they're like, is that Monster? Mm -hmm. Yes. Most people call me by my last name. Fun fact, Croxton. And I don't know how or why that sticks. Because there's not a whole bunch of Negroes walking around named Croxton. That's why. That's true. Yeah, you particularly me. with the X, we've already discussed this. That just doesn't really, you know what I'm saying? So, so Kim, the yeah. people want to know your evolution and transformation to this point. Yes. Take us back to young Kim. What's that like? Who is she? Is she Kim at that point or somebody mm. else? Mm. Let the people know. That's, that's a fair question. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, it's interesting now that I'm doing like this whole professional work kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And then people are like, you know, we want to start with her bio. And they start talking about like, you know, she started this organization and she does trauma informed social justice. Nobody knows what that means either. Right. They're like, oh, she does trauma informed social justice. And then people do this thing, which I love, particularly black people, actually, particularly white people. Mm, it's like, you don't know what that means. But it's okay, right? And so it we do that. Good, it, it sounds good, though. It sounds great. great. It yeah. sounds like really powerful. But when they're reading my bio, to your point, I always think about where I'm from. So, like, they're sitting here and I'm doing whatever's supposed to be this grown person stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm picturing myself with a jerry curl. Je okay, so yeah. that's another question. Yeah, I had a jerry curl. Okay. I did. Okay. I did. And just so it doesn't get funky, because I don't want... I'm going to just be transparent because I don't want pictures showing up and then people try to catch me off guard. And I know I'm coming off a little bit defensive, but I'm just a little bit sensitive about this, okay? Okay. I didn't have the long Ready for the World Jerry Curl. You're too young to understand and know who Ready for the World is. I know, actually. I oh, know. do you? Yeah. Oh, are they from the D? But it's the D. Y'all probably still got Jerry Curls. Yes, at, I'm sure at that time, yeah. No, I mean, oh, even now? Now, somebody in the D is still doing Jerry Curls. I could believe it. 
I could believe it. Maybe that needs to be talking about us doing it. Let me know if y'all want to see us do investigative reporting and find out who, who in the black community is still giving black people Jerry curls because this stops today yeah. in 2020. That's the real criminal, not the people getting Boom. it. Who's doing the service? Because you can't Who's do that by yourself. Who's supplying the Jericho juice yep. in 2022? Yep. Somebody is. Somebody. And we're going to get down to it. Sorry. That's just a side. Because that needs to. Y'all need to do this. I'm just saying. It's happening. It's happening. So back to the thing. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. I just get a little emotional. Because. I'm, okay, I'm going to be real honest with you. I didn't have a nice Jericho. Okay, nephew. Okay. There it is. There it is. I so didn't have it's a on nice the table, one. but it doesn't leave the house. Boom. We know it stays here. It stays here. Okay. I'd had less ready for the world, probably more easy e. Oh. Okay. I didn't really have what. <laughs> oh. Did you just do a side eye? No. I feel like you did. I didn't do a side. Okay. Um. So I didn't really have hang time. Okay. And I don't want to talk about that either. And also, we don't have to right now, because that's not what this episode is about. We also don't have to talk about how I lost the Jerry Curl. That was a really bad incident. Something happened with Miss Jackie gave me a bad Jerry Curl. It's fine. It's in my past. I'm past that point. Had a little algero. It's whatever. Maybe we'll do an episode that talks about black women and hair. It's been a journey, which is why I have a fade now. So Miss Jackie is suspect number one so far on our investigation. Right there. Okay. Right there. Gotcha. Right and actually, real talk, I don't even know if Miss Jackie was licensed, but Patricia's making bad decisions, okay? And she didn't want to do my hair because my mom don't know how to do cornrows, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't have enough to get it because I was I had like You the, didn't have enough rolls. I didn't a, well I had rolls, but I didn't have enough corn. Okay. Okay. And they couldn't get all of it in the thing. So and you know what, let me just set this up better. I'm from when I hear the bio. I, my bio is more like my neighborhoods that I'm from. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this may not make sense to you, but like my story starts in Capitol Park. Okay. We upgrade to Agler Green. Boom. We upgrade to Linden. When I moved to Linden, I thought like. <laughs> Aired out. We made it. I mean, you know what it yeah. is. <laughs> you know, I, we got a little spot on uh Republic. <laughs> I don't want to brag. Um, Yes, we're renting. <laughs> so, because, you know, we don't really have the credit uh, for a purchase. Um, but it's my uncle's, and we got a little spot. Um, then we did, we did Linden thoroughly, even including a spot that in the Columbus community they would be familiar with. Casey, you probably are familiar with Blake and the laundromat. Yes, we got a black power fist. Where this was uh, in black communities, this is one of these establishments where, like, the laundromat, where not a lot of laundry happened. Oh, things got cleaned. Okay, <laughs> but not a lot of laundry. Okay, okay, um, but it is cool. It is what it is. No name, no name, right? Anyway, so um, then after the Blake, um, things got a little crazy in the family. We did another reload. We end up in, I believe, was a beautiful house. This was pre gentrification mm -hmm. in Columbus, and so we were living on. <clears throat> for the people who are familiar, twenty second and Long. Yeah. Pause. Boom. 22nd and long back then. This was, and this is busting Columbus. So each move that I'm telling you about, also imagine there's a change in high schools. Wow. Okay. Every grade level? Or you no, just... not every grade level. 
Okay. But in high school, right? So a lot of this time is in Agla Green, whatever. High school starts the beginning of a whole bunch of moves. So this is part of my story. And 22nd and long, I may or may not have had a point where the rebellion was high, but really frustration with mm. the situation. I may or may not have politely been asked to live with my father. Okay. Which is fine. It's neither hither nor thither. But this is a critical point because this is 90s. I don't even think you were a twinkle in your mother's eye at this point. Okay. But I was in the thick of it. And then I moved to the suburbs with my dad, who is white. And yeah. And I still very much have the hood on me in the oh, it's suburbs. Thick. Yeah, oh, you don't. it's thick. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I decide, you know what? I'm not going to change for the man. The you man the gonna have to change around me. So I bring gotcha. the revolution to the suburbs okay. inside my own body. I don't even think a revolution was that it was happening because I was peeping game, right? So I imagine me coming from all of these neighborhoods and then the city, but the bus for those, the birds is taking us there. They're playing country music, like quite literally Garth Brooks and everything. This is the only reason why I know I got friends in low places, and that song is my jam. On the bus, they playing that yeah. loud. Oh, they playing all the country music. Okay. And you know what it was like to be in like a city kid, and they're playing this urban, me I mean, this country music, and you don't like it, but then they play Garth Brooks, and you're like, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> this is hot. <laughs> this is hot right here, but I can't look like it. Yeah, I was going to say, did you show it? No, because I'm okay. wearing a Malcolm X medallion. You can't sing Garth Brooks gotcha. with a Malcolm X medallion. You get kicked out the club. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm just now getting my black card. Like the, the grown up black card, I'm about to get it. Yeah. I gotta do everything to get this card. Yeah. Right? So I go to the suburbs, but real talk, this is, I'm moving into the suburbs, into the house with my white dad, right around the Rodney King riots and everything like that. This is a predominantly white school. There are only 20 kids in the school who were not black. So if you wanna get your mind blown, imagine this. I get to this school, it takes two days for them to register me. Because they can't figure out why I don't look like my dad. So they want to see birth certificate, all kinds of stuff, documentation to prove I'm his child and I'm registering in the school. We get to the school, and when I finally get there, I can't make this up. I go to homeroom after they set my schedule. They pull the black kids out of their classes to meet me in the hallway. Wait, so they, they gather all 20-ish? One twenty. It was close to 20. Close to 20-ish people. Line them up. Hey, this is Kim. They're like, hey, you got to So I come out the, and I'm in the hallway and the black is in the hall. We're looking at each other like, hey. Who, who pulled everyone out? Who we will never person? know, will we? But I'm guessing okay. it was a secretary. Gotcha. In the office who probably thought she was doing well-intentioned. Yeah. Well-intentioned people. Right. And we're not sure what we're supposed to do either. So we're like, well, good to meet you, fellow Negro. I'm going to go on back to homeroom now. Right? But they spread us across the different lunch periods. So we're not eating lunch together. We're not in any classes together. But we met. Right. Yes. So I'm like, that was weird. And I proceed to explore the depths of my blackness in this season, mm -hmm. living with my dad, who is very white. Like, I sometimes refer to my dad as Captain White Man. He knows it, so it's not a secret. Okay, because I was going to say, wow. 
Yeah. It's not like, wow, that's really... But if you met my dad, he's like... Now, in this school, are you intentionally, hey, let me reach out, get cool with the black people, or is it just like, eh, I'm just going to go with the flow? Like, what are you thinking? I'm glad you asked that question. So the other thing is, I didn't look like they did because they're from the suburbs. I'm not, right? So we're all black, but we're not the same black, right? right? And I was a little rougher, like, okay, if we're just painting picture, because you already know about the Jerry Curl, so it's out here now. Yeah, it's hot. This is also a part where I'm like, how black can I be? Because I've got this light skin, but I need people to know that I'm not playing games. Mm -hmm. At this point, I've already given up pork. I already had the conversation with my mom, like, you can bring pork chops in this house, woman, but I'm not eating them. And then she thought I was playing. I'm like, I'll just go hungry. So you did a hunger strike in your own home? I did. Okay. I did. Very, okay, I see. I, see. I did, I see. right? And I maybe I was bringing in the final call just reading some articles to the family. And I may or may not have purchased a bean pie or two because things need to get supported. Bean pies are delicious, by the way. Like, if I had to rank it, not that this is a tangent off of a tangent, but in my world, bean pie I'm a, this you be, you're going there? I am. You're really I'm, going. I'm going there. She's going it's, there. It's house business and it's it's we're talking about us, right? Okay. So I'm going here. Here we go. Bean pie. Period. I'm gonna say it. I know you're scared. I'm scared. Then sweet potato pie. No. Period. Then I'm a sweet potato pie advocate. I was too. Let the people know. That's my number one. Sweet potato pie. Start after that. Anything else can fall in whatever order. Don't split this family, nephew. I'm not trying I'm to. just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Have you had a bean pie? I was going to say, full disclosure, I haven't had one yet. Oh. So we still up for debate there. Okay. Still I need to take you to my spot because I got a spot where I'm so regular in buying the bean pies that they knew I wasn't there for a slice. You I was asking for the supplier. Like I went in, it was like a stick up. Like, and they're like, oh, she wants the bean pie. And they're like, oh, we have two pieces. No, ma'am. What's in the back? I know you got a whole bean pie in the back. If you could convert me, that would be, uh, I would be very impressed. I'm I'll just be saying. Very impressed. There may or may not be a future gathering in place, and I'm going to slide you a piece of pie. Mm -hmm. And I may or may not tell you what it is. And it may or may not be a bean pie. Cool. I'm and we'll just going to see my reaction. And we'll just see. Okay. Did I stalk someone? On the day before Thanksgiving to find a bean pie? Yes. I did that. Did I roll up on her house? Yes. Did she have her house coat on? Yup. Did I still disturb their house to get the bean pie? Sure did. Was did it already made or did you force her to make it on the spot? I don't want to say forced. I don't like that language. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying that there was some pressure applied because I needed the bean pie. Okay. Did I stalk some people on Facebook Messenger to be like, I know you know. Who makes this bean pie? Mm -hmm. I need your supplier. It's not a big deal. Okay. My final question. Was there a weapon involved? I don't think that's important. Next question. Anyway, back to, back to the topic at hand. This school was a little bit nuts. Okay. And I may or may not have been listening to X clan in the house. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> um, did my dad learn about X-Clan during this time period? Yes. Did he understand it? Who knows? Who knows? I wrote the fan club. 
If you play X Clan right now, this whole podcast will shut down. We just lose it. Boom. Party. I'm Instead. there. Brother J, what you say? Okay. Red, black, and green. Does your dad know any of the sissy words at all? Or? You know what? That's a good question. Maybe I need to talk to Tone to see if he does. If he does, that gets points. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, <clears throat> there was a season in here, too, where I decided to take it up a notch because I wasn't sure because stuff was going down crazy in the school. This helps to get an idea. So at one point, I told my dad I needed some new shoes. But what I had him buy me was black high-tech boots. Okay. Yeah. So I see where this is leading. Right. Okay. And I put together basically like a thematic kind of thing. But my quintessential outfit was a black full unitard. Full unitard. The high-tech boots. Which, Casey, I feel like you would have appreciated. My high-tech was steel toe boots. Do you know what it's like? I probably petrified those white kids going in there. I, that's I, what I'm thinking I right now. I didn't even think like, about this it is... right now. I definitely walked into that school it... angry on the bus, looking at them like, you play this little stupid country music. But when we get off the bus, I don't, that was completely unnecessary. But here's the piece de resistance that was like my thing, like, bing, that I'd set the whole thing off. I don't even know how I found this because I had no resources and no driver's license. Nephew, I had a burgundy beret. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. So you weren't playing. You're like, I'm going to fully embrace the look, the vibe, everything. The whole thing. Whether you accept it or not. How about that? And I hope that you don't. And I wish you would say something. Okay? Because okay. I came. And then I had my Malcolm X medallion that I wore with the piece. Mm -hmm. Right? And it was the one... Where Malcolm's like got the rifle, the shotgun, and he's looking out the window. Oh, yeah. you did that. I did. I did. Um, there was one time my dad was like, he was nervous because my dad's very quiet. And he was like, I don't feel like you should wear that. And I'm like, right, absolutely. So at no point at breakfast does he look at you and say, hey, let's put on something else before we go to school. Uh -huh. Like no clothes, uh -huh. nothing. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. My dad worked nights. Okay. Boom. We Problem out the door, solved. boom, solved. beret, medallion. I did have a nice sweater, knitted sweater. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. What yes. color is this knitted sweater on Burgundy top Burgundy to of... match the beret. Got it. Uh, you got to be color conscious. Got you know, it. so you got to coordinate. Coordinate. The revolution. You know, go out there not matching. You coordinate the revolution. You go out there. You go out there with the white people. You let them know, I'm not playing games, mm -hmm. right? By the way, too, these are very angry children, okay? I'm just trying to protect. Or are they protecting themselves from you? Well, that's what it kind of seems like. We'll never know. Gotcha. But I was safe, and I turned everything black. Everything. We're doing an English paper. Cool. What are you writing about, Kim? The pyramids of Giza. <laughs> but we're learning about something that's else. That's what it's about. Okay. We're doing a biopic, Kim. Who are you writing about? I'm writing about the founder of the Nation of Islam. But Kim, we're supposed to be learning Shakespeare. That's fine. Okay. Oh, we have to do a poster? No problem. I bought, have, I had my dad buy me. This is a true story. I hope I can find this. I had my dad specifically buy me a green poster board. And I got red and black Sharpies. So then I draw Elijah Muhammad. I've had some other kind of 
vibey things on the thing. I don't even know how I got away with this. Or maybe I scared the teachers too. They're just to. like, right, you I probably to. did. I yeah. probably did. Right. And then like, oh my God, did you see her transcripts? Do you see where she's from? Eh, she's from Linden. She's gonna stab us. Like maybe, I don't know. You know, but like I'm not gonna stab you. I'm on honor roll. My friends are gonna stab you. I'm not gonna stab you. That messes up the transcripts. I can't miss that much school. Mm-hmm. I'm in, you know, gifted and talented. <laughs> not at that school, but in other schools. So, and then in an art class, art okay. class, you know, I paint. I know you showed out there. That just, yeah. That's so like easy. They were like, we're going to do multimedia. Not a problem. I'm doing the cover for Bob Marley and the Whalers live from Trenchtown, Jamaica. And I see you got some uh, steel wool over in the corner. I'm going to make me some dreadlocks. And that's what I did. And got an A on that assignment. Well, what else was she going to do? Exactly. Ma'am. Give it an A. So if your Run dad it. is working nights, who's he, is he picking you up from school? Um, yes. Because I ran track also. Okay, so you stand, are you running track in the steel-toed boots? or No, but I'm glad you asked this question because another like thing pops up. No, I mean, I brought them to school, of course. Yeah. You know, and then it gets warm. and you, I mean, they don't have like a sandal version of high-tech boots. <laughs> but if they did, I would have rocked them, right? No. So then we get to springtime. But I got to still bring the hood to the burbs. Mm-hmm. You're going to like this, nephew. Okay. I feel like you're going to be proud of me. I was still having my dad drive me to the shop in Linden to get my hair done. And this one year, it's prom season, mm-hmm. right? Had to go big. This is so bad. For anyone who's old in the room, I got the finger waves. Okay. Don't do that face, nephew. Finger waves. But then what she did was Rhonda raised the finger waves. So what you do, you get the finger waves, then you get the comb, and you raise them up a little bit. So my finger waves went up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like a finger wave Gumby almost. Then you hot curl the back. Okay? I need pictures now. It don't stop. I got pictures. Okay. Okay. And then you got what was really like a, a black woman shag. Because it gets shorter, then you get the back was longer. I still didn't have much hang time. But I had to the back get the thing. Here's, though, where she topped it off. Right? Because you got to let them know, I'm not playing with you. Y'all from the suburbs, but I'm not. So let me let you know how a hairstyle is really supposed to go down. So we got the raised finger waves. I could have left the shop there. Rhonda could have stopped there. But she was an overachiever. <laughs> so what did we do? This is... Not the area to be an overachiever, in my opinion. I know, and I get that, and that's fair, right? But we're talking about us now, right? Of course. We're talking about us. What do we do? She goes far and beyond because we're in Linden, Mm -hmm. okay? We raise the finger waves. Even higher than they're already raised. Well, because you need some volume because we're about to do something. Okay. Gold spray. Mm -hmm. Highlights, because you want to get that. You just want to get it popping off. You went in the light. Like, we're in a light right now. You know what I'm saying? You want to pick up some of that contrast in the waves. Could we have stopped there? You could have, but I know you didn't. No, we did not. Because Rhonda had a drawer. You know what was in the drawer? Gems. And hair glue. That's right. It's really awkwardly quiet right now. But did she put some, did she put some diamond gems in my waves? Hell yeah, we put some gems in the waves. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. we did. Looked great. 
for about a week. Did I have track practice with that? Sure. Did it probably mess up me doing hurdles? Sure. Because I was not aerodynamic. Okay. <laughs> was not. How did You're you going to get that resistance in that wind. It's picking that up. And then, <laughs> you know the problem with the hairstyles? When it starts falling apart and the diamond falls off, you got the little black spot because everything else has been sprayed gold, but that didn't. because the And then the hairstyle falls off and then you got to do something different. But they knew I wasn't playing. They got the message. They sure oh, did. Yeah, they definitely got yeah. the message. So, I mean, this has nothing to do. But, I mean, you get the theme with all this. Fast forward, I may or may not have been, you know, uh, I don't want to say kicked out. It was a choice. Right. But I then moved to Virginia Beach. Okay. Some crazy stuff goes down in Virginia Beach. It's bad, bad. Move back up. Go to my last high school, which was my sixth high school by that point. And I finished high school. I'm in... National Honor Society, honor roll, two sport athlete, whatever. But what my, the school didn't know, which is important for my story. What the school didn't know is my mom was battling with mental health and mood disorders. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of times when I was in school that senior year where my mom wasn't home. She was institutionalized and my sister and I were home alone. Okay. Because dad's working nights. And no, I mean, separate. Got it. Got Just it, got with it. my mom. And at this point, I was living on, Casey, you'll appreciate this, pre-gentrification, Rich Street and Ohio Avenue. Yes. And you wouldn't know this, nephew. But Rich Street and Ohio Avenue, like, this neighborhood was so special. When my friends came and visited me, they would be like, is my car okay? And I'd be like, nope. You, t <laughs> you didn't even give them it is a not sense okay. of comfort. Like, you'll be okay. You're not okay. Okay. You are not okay. Your car's not okay. I'm glad you came. Yeah. So they have to like constantly peek out the window. That's just exactly sure. what that looked like. They're talking to you like at the blinds. Yeah, Cameron. They're like, yeah, girl. So when we gonna, you better check on that. Cause that Jetta, they ain't gonna make it. Yeah. And it's purple too. They ain't gonna make it. Saw something really inappropriate with some pit bulls in that neighborhood. That's a story for another time. Yeah. Grew up that day. Grew up that day. So, yeah, nephew. Um, imagine then, so you leave from all that, unplug, college, all this kind of stuff. And in theory, the rest is history. Of course, there's a hot mess of stuff afterwards. But, mm -hmm. but college was transformational. And you're kind of in that space right now. Absolutely. Right, where like you can go in and you can decide, like, this is what this life looked like. But I can actually be something else completely different. I can go somewhere else right yeah. and that's what I did from that moment on that was a huge transition in my life to be able to go and let go of the heaviness of all that first 18 years mm -hmm. and possibly do something different be something different now what does that letting go look like are you lashing out or is it more structured I have a system, a platform to use now, you know, what are you thinking? I think it look, it looks a lot like what this podcast hopefully will be. Okay. Right. And it's just like delving into different parts of your identity. Who am I? How do I really feel about this? What kind of heaviness am I carrying? Particularly as black people, mm -hmm. right? Cause like sometimes we're carrying heavy stuff. We got all kinds of stories. Yes. Right. But sometimes those stories are so heavy. What I find in my community work that I do is oftentimes when people survive something, especially if it's heavy stuff, we'll tell the success story. Yes. We won't tell the, the struggle story. Mm -hmm. We won't tell the survival story. But then how do you connect to people? Right. Like if, if I'm trying to 
connect with you and you're struggling right now and me saying like, oh, just do some baller things. I'm in this moment, in this reality right now, right? So it's an iterative process. So that's what I did. That's what it looked like for me. This is the moment that I'm in. Who am I in this moment? What is true? What is not true? And in every iterative process, and I know this is happening for you too. Yes. In every process, it's just like, okay, there's some stuff that I thought was part of my identity, and this actually is in my stuff. Yeah. And we'll carry that and won't relieve it, or we get so used to carrying these burdens that we just feel like, oh, this is normal. This is how I should be. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm tied to certain things because this is my story. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that all isn't your story. That's the story of people who belong to you. Right. But that stuff belongs to them. And this process had me, it informed me about what stuff is mine, what stuff isn't. And that helped me find my voice. Mm. Right. Because now I'm like, wait a minute. This is, this reality would cause me to have to react this way. Like life prior to this moment, I had to take care of everybody. I had to have my head on swivel. I had to do all these things. But I'm really a creative. Mm -hmm. Right. So what happens to a creative when you live in a Linden? What happens to a creative when you live on Rich Street and Ohio Avenue? And if you go out the house after this point and you cross this street, there's I lived literally on a border street where like this side is Crips, that side's Bloods. Oh, wow. So at any moment, I can't go I got to know what like. Yeah. What, what if you're actually a creative? I really just want to paint black people. Right. And, and write poetry. Mm -hmm. I can't do that in that neighborhood. I can't be that person. Right. So I'm not even knowing I have a story to tell mm -hmm. a story to paint mm -hmm. a story to like, you know, emote because I need to survive the neighborhood. Wow. So you're harboring all this creative potential. Right. And no outlets. What happens when black people don't have to struggle to survive? Who do we get to be? This is why I say, and hopefully we'll find this out in, in the, the episodes that we're going to go through. There's a difference between problem solving and dreaming. Mm. And hard or heavy reality gets us really good at problem solving. Right. Think about parts of your life where you're just like, I got to figure this out. Yes. I feel like some of my most creative moments was when I was like down on my knuckles. Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot of resources to work with. You start pulling from whatever you can get your hands on mm -hmm. figuratively and literally. And we make an art out of problem solving. Absolutely. What does that look like if you got to dream? Wow. Right. Think about it. When you have an art out of problem solving, you can think of multiple different ways to get out of that scenario, mm -hmm. but it's finite, right? Mm -hmm. A person who's not good at problem solving might only think of two solutions. If you're really dope at problem solving, you might think of four or five. Dreaming is limitless. How, do, how often do black people get to dream? Very little. Your voice is in the dream. Our voices are in the dream. And so that's what I hope unfolds from this. That's what I'm excited about just in this right here and just knowing you is like yeah. you're in this process. I'm literally living, as you're speaking <laughs> it, I'm living it in my life right now, day yeah. to day. Yeah. yeah. And so like, sure, this is cool. But on a personal level, mm -hmm. I want to see what happens with you. Yes. And I will be very transparent about sharing that <laughs> yeah. as much as I can. Right. Because it will. Because we know somebody has a history with candy <laughs> and packaging. Right. But yes, 
There's stories to unfold. And the beauty of this is it's not just ours. Like if we have these stories, we got other people who belong to this. So our hope is that other people will hear this. My hope. I can't speak for you. Yeah, my hope this is, is my that, hope too. Yeah, yes, that yes. people will hear this and be like, that sounds like me or mm -hmm. my cousin or my like this is this is family. Absolutely. And so that's what this this is. That's what this is unfolding, hopefully. Us having real conversations, talking about us. It's about us. It's about us. And we're going to be honest. Raw. Yes. And transparent. Jerry curls and everything. <laughs> we're going to get down to this Jerry curl business. Did you have an S curl? No, 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 no. Okay. Just I didn't even have a lot of hair to begin with. Okay. So I kind of always had to do the taper fade type thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. We just want to. Okay. So. In this journey of finding your voice, mm -hmm. the next, so we, it's a little bit about your family right here, right? The next one, we're really going to unpack what's connected to, we always hear about family issues, mommy issues, daddy issues. Well, let's dig into it. We talking about us. We talking about us. Let's talk about it. And how you can go through whatever stories you go through. And as heavy as those stories are, if you're willing to lean into it, you can find your voice in that story. Yes. And I'm so excited for what is coming, for what we're about to chop up next. Me too. Thank you for tuning in to the first ever Talking About Us. I'm Kim Braswell. I'm Devon Croxton. And we will see you soon. <laughs>